This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you the Saturday edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. And as you know, Saturday is always our spotlight. Today we're going to be talking about a very early champion and the strategy that he kind of helped create. Well, we're going to be talking about him in as far as I know, because I wasn't born yet. So we're going to be talking about a guy named Chuck Forrest and the strategy that he introduced to gameplay, which we see a lot of nowadays. So he played in the 80s. ChatGPT says it was 85, but I don't trust ChatGPT, so make of that what you will. Yes, I was just picking its brain because mine is melting. I was trying to come up with a topic for today's episode. So, yeah. But his strategy was something they call the forest bounce. And what is the forest bounce, you may ask? The forest bounce is that thing that people do where they bounce all over the board choosing random categories, random clues, just boing-a-boing-a-boing-a-boing-a-boing-a-boing-a-boing-a-boing to kind of screw with their opponent's heads. You see it a lot these days. You don't really see... You don't really see people always staying in a line. They bounce all over the place. Whether it be, you know, category moving in different categories or, you know, going backwards or what what have you. You don't really see people going from top to bottom anymore. Anything like that. So, yeah. He did he did come up with a pretty good strategy, I would say. It must have worked out for him because he's, he won five games, retired undefeated, from what ChatGPT said. Of course, I wouldn't remember because I wasn't alive yet. So if any of this information is wrong, you can blame ChatGPT because I was picking its brain a few minutes ago trying to come up with podcast ideas. So, yeah. But... When this strategy initially came uh, yeah, came about, nobody liked it. People got super aggravated with it. Because, especially in those days, clues were meant to be taken top-down, straight across the board, blah, 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 blah. I think that's generally the way the game has always, you know, been meant to be played. But, you know, Chuck Forrest comes in here and he decides he's going to screw around with everybody's heads and bounce around the board like a crazy person. Like I said, clearly it worked for him because he won quite a few games and ended up in the 86 Tournament of Champions. If ChatGPT's dates are correct. I was, like I said, I wasn't born yet. I think maybe he came back in the Battle of the Decades or the... Ultimate Tournament of Champions, one of the two. Maybe both. I don't know. I think a lot of people who were in the Ultimate Tournament of Champions were also in the Battle of the Decades. 
don't don't quote me on that though, because I was just a little kid when the Ultimate Tournament of Champions happened. So yeah, you'll just have to just have to bear with me on that because I really don't remember it. I remember Brad Rudder winning it and me being angry, but yeah. I know this is stupid, but I was angry when Brad Rudder won the Ultimate Tournament of Champions only because he beat Ken Jennings. I did not like people beating Ken Jennings at anything. So let's just say that Nancy Zerg was not my favorite person in 2004. But we're not here to talk about Ken Jennings. We're here to talk about the lasting impact of Chuck Forrest and his crazy strategy. Like I said, you see it used a lot these days, particularly by the power players. James Holtzhauer used it. I don't... I'm not exactly sure who all has used it, because I don't know when, you know, you're following that strategy versus you're just playing pick, you're just playing pick a square. Then again, I guess that strategy is playing pick a square. So I've honestly seen more people using it than not using it. Especially these days. I don't think Alex liked it in the early days when it first started happening, but he, I guess he got over it because you didn't hear him yelling at the contestants, Stop bouncing around the board! Honestly, I think that might be the approach I use once I get there. But I will bounce around, I think I will bounce around the board in such a way that it totally melts my opponent's brains. And they're just like, what the heck is she doing? But yeah, I think, I think that's a pretty good strategy because if the, if your opponents can't keep up with you, then it's going to throw them off. And the more thrown off your opponent is, the better things are going to go for you. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good strategy. So, hats off to Chuck Forrest for teaching us all how to screw with the heads of our opponents. I, I want to find this guy's winning streak somewhere. I'm hoping somebody has it taped or something like that. I'll ask around, see if I can find, you know, some kind of footage of him out there. Just because I want to watch him play. I want to watch him play and I want to watch Arthur Chu. Because I want to find out why people don't like him. But yeah. I do apologize. This episode is going to be absurdly short, but I am absurdly done for the day. So, I'm going to go ahead and sign this off. Let you folks know that, you know, obviously I won't be here tomorrow. I will, however, see you on Christmas. So... Just keep an eye out for that, and our Christmas present will, of course, be finding out who wins this portion of Second Chance. So with that being said, I want to say goodnight. Thank you folks for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production.